Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Everyone's here today. Hey, let me celebrate real quick um, before we dive into uh, today's message. Uh, we got a couple birthdays in the room. Uh, Miss Gladys is 38 years old today. Uh, yeah, uh, but we love you, Miss Gladys. You are amazing. Happy birthday. And then Miss Jimberly, um, Ted told us your age earlier, but I know how the rules of that go, so I'm not going to say it. But happy birthday to you as well. Um, happy birthday. Many blessings for a new year for you. And uh, yes, awesome. We love we love celebrating people. Hey, we had our trunk or treat last night. I want to celebrate that. It was awesome. Uh, we, we braved the rain. It poured out for a minute, and then the sun just came out and dried up all the rain, and it's it's a bit, sorry, um, that's something totally different, that's something else, um, but, uh, but hey, we had a great time, and I just want to thank everyone that came and were a part of that, whether you had a trunk and deck, all the trunks were amazing, they were awesome, um, some a little dangerous, <coughs> John Perea, but um, it's okay, um, only his vehicle got damaged, nobody got hurt, so that's always the win, in youth ministry, I was like, hey, if no one died, no one got hurt, uh, we didn't lose a kid, then that was a win, right? But, uh, but hey, we had an amazing, if you served, whether you helped set up or you worked at, at a table or a game or whatever, uh, thank you, Jonathan Bendorf, thank you, Jumping Crazy Bouncy House. If you need a bouncy house, that's the man, he'll hook you up. But thank you for, for the bouncies, um, and I think everyone had an amazing time. A lot of people from the community came out. Um, there was someone said that they had a relative come. And they just had it. They said it was the best ever. And I don't know about that, but, but hey, if that's how people are thinking, then that's a win, right? And, and they just, people just had a really great time. Gave out lots of candy. Uh, the kids look like they have my kid. Here's a sign. If your kids come out just drenched in sweat, um, that's, it was great, right? Um, and so, so a lot of great fun. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for doing that. It's a blessing to our community. Just a fun way, fun, safe way. Uh, to treat our community. So I celebrate you. Great job, church. You did awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But hey, anyone ever um, ever buy some workout equipment? Maybe you got some, uh, what, what's the laughing for? <laughs> maybe you already know where I'm going with it. But, but, but you got some dumbbells, maybe, you know, maybe a, an elliptical or a treadmill. I don't like treadmills. I, I guess I'm, I'm getting older and I get shin splints real easy on them and it hurts. So I'd rather do the elliptical. Uh, but, but maybe you get some type of, how many of you, you bought that equipment and it is collecting dust somewhere in your house? Maybe it's in your garage. No, you, it's all right. You don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to. I get it. Uh, it's, it's in a drawer somewhere. Like we have a little trunk and all of our stuff is, is in there. Uh, every now and then we'll get it out. But uh, we have a treadmill someone gave us and it's, it's folded up in the garage. It's, I, sometimes I'll put things on top of it. It makes a great storage thing. Uh, so. But, but, but let me play out a scenario for you. What, what if I bought a treadmill, and I got mad, Mark, and I took it back to the store. And I said, hey, listen, this thing is a piece of junk. Um, it, it, I, I have not lost a single pound on this thing. Uh, I need to return this. And maybe they would say something like, well, excuse me, sir, what's wrong with it? Um, well, I don't know. I never got on the thing, but it, it doesn't It doesn't. Uh, hey, now let's take it easy, okay? Don't call people out, right? I'm, a, I'm the only one that's allowed to call people out from the stage, right? Um, but it <laughs> doesn't work that way, does it? it, doesn't, it doesn't. And, and, and here's the deal. The Holy Spirit 
uh, can be the same way. Because oftentimes we want the we want the bless, we want the pour out. God, Holy Spirit, pour out of. We want the fire, right? Um, we we want all the the we want the goosebumps, and we want we want all the slain in the spirit and the tongues and all all those amazing things which are great. But we want all that. But oftentimes it gets cut off right here at this altar, right? And those things are great. But there's so much more to the Holy Spirit than just those physical manifestations. There's so much more to it. In fact, the purposes of it are, are so much more to the Holy Spirit. And so what we did last week is we started a series called Ghost, so where we can better understand the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit um, in our lives. It's oftentimes a forgotten peace in the church. And, and in the, there's a trinity. It's three parts, not two parts. We get the Father, we get the Son, but oftentimes many people uh, don't either... Either they don't understand the Holy Spirit or, or it just gets left out. Francis Chan has a book called Forgotten God, and it's all about the Holy Spirit. It's really great. It's an easy read, too. If you're looking for a great book to read, um, it, it is awesome. That would accompany this teaching uh, as well. So go check it out. Uh, Francis Chan, I'll take some credit for that uh, if you're watching maybe one day. I don't know. But hey, by the way, if you're watching on Facebook, either live or maybe later on, uh, you watch the repeat. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We love yous. Um, feel free to comment, prayer requests, any of that kind of thing. I just want to give you a shout out. But, but many of us want all that stuff. And then, it, like I said, it, gets, it stays here. It's not just meant to be here in an altar experience. It's just not meant for you just to have when we're, when we're wishing, worshiping God in, in a worship type setting. It's for your life. It's a gift from God for your life. So today I want to help you understand the Holy Spirit is with you. It is with us. Turn in your Bibles, if you have it today, to John chapter 14. We're going to start in verse 15. And we're going to jump around a little bit. But John uh, chapter 14, go ahead and turn there, if you will. We need to understand that the blessing that comes from a life in the Spirit should never be taken for granted. Oftentimes the Holy Spirit is taken for granted. Either it's misunderstood, like I said, or, or, or many, there's many that believe it was for the Bible days and not necessarily for us. But it is absolutely, we absolutely need it in our lives today. But the blessing seems to come with a qualifying condition. And I want you to look at it here in John chapter 14, starting in verse 15. If you love me, do some of my commandments. Does it say that, Joe? Okay, well, let's try again. If you love me, just when you feel like obeying my commandments, right? No, no. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will. See, here's the condition. It's like, if you do this, then I will, right? If you love me, obey my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. It is such a vital part of our lives, God. If we, if we claim to, to know you and claim to have a relationship with you, God, we, we need the Holy Spirit um, in our life. We need to be following the Holy Spirit. Walking in step with the Spirit so that we don't walk in step with our, our flesh and our own feelings and in our own ways and in our own ideas. But God, we need to be following the leading of your Spirit. God, we need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to love because of your Holy Spirit. So God, today, Father, empower us with your Holy Spirit. Fill this place just as we sang to God. Show us your glory. Fill this house with your glory. Come, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to move in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Notice a few things that, that John reveals about the Holy Spirit with us. You don't have to work to receive the Holy Spirit. You welcome him. You don't have to work for it. You, you can simply just welcome him. You welcome him, though, through obedience. He said, you obey my commands, and then I will, right? You welcome the Holy Spirit through obedience. If you love me, obey my commands. See, here's the deal. This is a gift from God. Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit. He told this to the disciples. I believe it's for us today as well. Jesus wants us to have the Holy Spirit. He wants you to have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you to just have it, but he wants you to walk in it. He wants you to operate in it. He wants you empowered by it. It is what's going to allow you to stay safe. It's what's going to allow you to do the things that he's called you to do. Because without it, we're going to default to our flesh, into our own ideologies, into our own opinions, into what we want to do. We need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And obedience is the key to receiving. Um, when Jesus died and, and he resurrected, he spent some time with the disciples after that, before he ascended to heaven. Everybody remember that, right? And before he ascended to heaven, he left them some final instructions. He said, go and wait. Go and wait because I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit. Now, they didn't know what that was going to look like. This, this was, this was kind of new. They didn't know what that was going to look like. They didn't know how that was going to, to, to be, you know. They, they just were told to go and wait. For this empowering of the Holy Spirit. In fact, they even asked Jesus, hey, so, so are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel now? Is that, they even asked him that if you go back to that text. And, and, and he's like, listen, don't, don't worry about that, right? He says, you, you don't need to know that right now. But what's going to happen is you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See, see they listened. They went. The Bible says they didn't, they didn't just like, they didn't form a committee to say, okay, well, what should we do now? You know? They didn't fast about it. The Bible says they, they went. They went. They went in an upper room. They began to pray. They began to seek after God. And they began to wait. They were obedient. And the Holy Spirit poured out on them. When you receive the Holy Spirit, we learned in John that you receive an advocate, right? You receive an advocate, not an assistant. You receive an advocate, not an assistant in the Holy Spirit. So what's the difference between them? An assistant will help you with your agenda, right? An assistant will help you with your an agenda, and an advocate instructs you and sticks up for you. Look at John 15, 26. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. You will receive power to do what? In the book of Acts, it says, you'll be, you receive power to be my witnesses. Jesus is telling them, listen, you receive power from the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses. It's great that we get the goosebumps. It's great that we can experience the presence of God. It's great if you can speak in tongues, if, if you can prophesy, if you can do all those things. It's great if you can do that. But it's meant to testify to Jesus. It's meant to be a sign of Jesus. It's meant to tell the truth of the gospel. It's meant to empower you to be able to do that. It's meant to give you boldness to be able to do that. It's meant to, to remind you, as we're going to look in here in just a few moments, of what the word says of what the truth is. You will receive power. So, so the advocate speaks truth and testifies to Jesus. It's not an assistant to us to help us. It's an advocate for you to testify of Jesus. See, before Jesus left the disciples, he had done everything for them, right? And then he leaves, and now he's going to empower them with the Holy Spirit so he can do everything through them. 
And it's the same way for you and I today. Now the Holy Spirit works in us so that Jesus can work through you to carry out his purposes. Amen? So how does that work? How do we, how do, we do that? How, how does that, that work in our lives? So number one, I mentioned it a little bit before. You have a, demi- a divine reminder of important information. The Holy Spirit will remind you of God's purposes. The Holy Spirit will remind you of God's word. Uh, the Holy Spirit will remind you of things uh, that you need to carry out his uh, purposes. Um, I remember just years of youth ministry and, and being um, at the table in leadership and, and, and getting to go to different conferences and different things and getting um, all, all this information. And, and then I remember making this transition from youth ministry here to, to now uh, being a lead pastor. And, and I remember coming into it and thinking like, oh man, you know, this is a lot. This is a, there's a lot to do now. You know, in youth ministry, I'm just over one ministry. And now as a lead pastor, I'm over all the ministries, so to speak. And I'm leading leaders and doing all these things. And, and I, you know, how am I going to know what to do? And it's just, it's awesome. The Holy Spirit just, those things that I learned in this setting or that setting or from this person, they just, the Holy Spirit reveals it in the right time as I need it. And it will do the same thing in your life as well. John 14. 26, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit to help the disciples remember what Jesus had said, even what he had done, so that they could record it down accurately for us today. The Holy Spirit will remind you. The Holy Spirit will, he'll check you, right? I mean, you've been checked by the Holy Spirit before. The Holy Spirit will check you. He will remind you. Hey, listen, he'll convict you, right? So so the Holy Spirit will bring these things up in, in your life so that you can carry out God's purposes. You'll have godly conviction in regards to sin, in regards to things that, that you know uh, you shouldn't do. John 16, 8, uh, when he comes, he will convict the world of his sins and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The Holy Spirit does so many more things than what we ever really talk about or realize. The, the Holy Spirit, working as your advocate, it's going to give you power, it's going to give you love, and it's going to give you perspective. So let's talk about that for a few moments. You guys okay with that? So, so the first thing we need to understand is that the Spirit will energize you with power. Um, I, I had a pastor that I served under. He went on a missions trip, not with a team, but he just went as an evangelist to go and speak. I believe it was in Colombia. And uh, he goes to speak, and there's one night where everything just seems to be working against him. They're trying to get to the church, and then a car breaks down. And if you've ever been to uh, any Latin American country, it, it can give, except Guatemala this past summer, the weather was beautiful. We loved it. But, but some of them are really warm and humid, much like what it is here in Florida. Uh, but, but so the car's broken down, and, 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 and so he's trying, to, he, he's trying to get the mic right. He's about to go preach, and God's fixing to move. But, but you know, the car's broken down, and, and, and it's, it's hot. And I even remember seeing a picture of him. He, he was being funny. He was just lifting his hand, but he had this huge pit stains. That's why I wear dark shirts when I preach and stuff like that, so you don't see that. But, um, so if you ever give me a hug after service, just watch out. But um, just catch me before service. But anyway, so, so he said because of all these facts, he began to feel really sick. He started to get really like nauseous and sick. And some of them have, have terrain and, and hills and things like that. So and, and it was like really bad. And so they finally get to the church and, and they're already going, their worship, because worship is long there. Y'all, y'all are Y'all are weak, man. Yeah, you, their worship is long. You go to any other country, they have, like, long worship, man. It's, it's awesome. Um, we need to work up to that, all right? But um, <laughs> y'all didn't like that too much. But, um, so, 
So anyway, so, so they get there, and, and, and he's, he's trying to get in the right mindset. He's got his notes on. He's just praying. He's praying. He's, he's just turning. His stomach is turning. He's just feeling really bad. And then it came time for him to get up and preach and didn't skip a beat. Forgot about being nauseous. God moved in an incredible way. There were signs, wonders, miracles. People were touched by the power of God. See, the Holy Spirit had to kick in tonight. And it had to be the Holy Spirit. And I remember him specifically saying, I pray, Holy Spirit, you're just going to have to take over because I'm not feeling it right now. I've been to youth camp. As a youth pastor, we've taken teenagers to youth camp, and uh, there was one youth camp that we went to, and if you ever go to youth camp, it, 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 again, it's Florida, and it's hot all day, and they're outside, and they're playing games, and, 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 and I'm, I was getting older, that's how I knew, I, you know, it's about time to end youth ministry, because running all day at youth camp was, it was exhausting, man, and, uh, and so playing games with them all day and cheering them on, because I'm not one of those that sit back and just, hey, go, good job, I'm, I'm like in it, man, and I was like, let's go, because I, I want our team to win, and uh and, and I want to celebrate teenagers, too, Jaleesa, just in case you were wondering. But, yeah, so, so I'm all in, right? And, 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 and it's time for service one of those nights. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. And I have this headache. And it's one of those headaches that kind of, like, you can feel, like, your pulse. It's just throbbing. Boom, boom. Oh, my God. I don't want to worship. But I, I want to be a good example of these kids. So I'm like, we got to go. We got we to gotta get hype, man. We got to get hype for Jesus. It's time to worship. So I'm in there, and I'm jumping, and, 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 and we're going. And, and it's just like I forgot about the headache. It just, it just went. By the time we sat down to hear the, the, the preacher speak, man, I was like, oh, snap. I forgot. I had a headache earlier, but it's, it's gone. It's just something the Holy Spirit uh, takes over like that uh, oftentimes because it'll energize you with power. Not just in moments like that, but just in, in all types of situations that you might uh, go through. Um, there's a lot of people who are anxious about the future. Anxious about, man, what, what's going to happen? And the Holy Spirit will encourage you. To face whatever, uh, Psalm 27, 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? The Holy Spirit will empower you, will encourage you to go through those things. When you're going through a difficult time, it's, it's easy to listen to yourself rather than the truth of God's word. It's, it's easy to do that. We've all done that. We all do that, and it's easy to do that. But what the Holy Spirit does is it will impress the word of God on your mind. That's why you need to hide the word in your heart. That's why you need to know God's word so that at the right time, in the right moment, in the right situation, the Holy Spirit will be able to pull something out to remind you of. That's why we need to know God's word. I was sharing on, on Wednesday night, I think we've forgotten the power of uh, memorizing the Bible and scripture. We just read it. We have the Bible app, which is a great resource, but, but we just read it because that's what they give you, the word of the day, and then you read it, and then, and then we tend to forget. And we need that. You need to remember that. You need God's word. But the Holy Spirit is going to bring hope and power and confidence in the midst of anything that, that you might face in your life. And it's also going to help you discern. The Holy Spirit will help you discern what, what is the word of the enemy and what the word of the Lord is. See, when the enemy speaks, it's temptation. But when God speaks, it's inspiration. And he's going to inspire. He's going to encourage you. He's going to build you up and lift you up so that you can keep pressing on. And moving forward, the Holy Spirit will bring God's truth to your mind. And that's going to give you the power that you need. John said in, in 14, uh, 26, John 14, 26, For the one who is coming to stand by you, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will be your teacher and will bring to your minds all that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit speaks directly to you. Sometimes we often, we're like, Man, you know, why, why does God not speak audibly? I think he does at times. And, and he chooses who 
he wants to impart that to and who he doesn't. We see in the Bible, um, I love it. One of, uh, I think, my son Aiden's favorite stories is the one where Samuel, when he's a kid and he hears, he hears God's voice and he thinks it's Eli over in the other room. Y'all remember that story? Uh, Aiden loves that story. He was always talking about it. And, 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 uh, and yeah, I remember, you know, Samuel heard this voice, right? Uh, I, I think God still can speak in that way. But, but sometimes you're going to be prompted by the Holy Spirit and it's going to be an idea. It's going to be a thought. It might be a name. It might be a particular word that just drops in, in your mind. I, I, God doesn't always need to speak through your ear holes. Sometimes he'll just drop something right in your mind directly to it. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's how he will empower you in your life. So that's, again, that's why we need the truth of God's word in us. So there's something for the Holy Spirit to pull out. Amen. So the Holy Spirit um, energizes you with power. The next thing is the Holy Spirit will enrich you with love. So he'll energize you with power. He'll enrich you with love. Love is a great force. The Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And, and love is a great force in overcoming fear in our lives. So look at the differences between love and fear. Love looks for opportunities to give. Fear is self-protecting. So, so in other words, ah, man, I don't, I don't know if I can give that little bit extra. I want to be generous, but I, don't, I might need that. We just had a tornado come through a couple weeks ago. You know, it's still hurricanes. Anything can happen. You know, I might need that. I might get a flat tire this week. Car might break down. I might need that money if, if I give it now. So, so you see how fear would be deciding how we need to be generous. But love says, man, I'm, I'm going to give. I'm going to give. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And so I'm going to give out of love. And it looks for opportunities to do that. Um, it, it might be an opportunity to serve. Man, I, I'm just so busy. I'm so, so fear would dictate our decision. I'm so busy. I don't, I don't know if I can. I've just been tired late. I don't know if I can add another thing to my plate. But love would look for opportunities to be able to serve, to be able to give, to be able to do different things. Um, what else? Love causes us to move towards people. Fear causes us to withdraw from people. Love is a sign of trust. Fear is a sign of doubt. Love has lost some of its distinction in today's culture and society. But what is love? How do we define that? And throughout the Bible, there's these different types of love. Many of you have heard this uh, before, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it. But just in case you um, haven't heard that, there's four different types of love that the Bible describes. There's storge, which is an affection. It's, it's a, it takes delight in affirming others. There's philea. Uh, which is friendship, it's deep and in, in, in felt, it's a togetherness, right? It's a sense of joy uh, when people are together. It's like golf buds going hanging out, taking out 18 holes. It's, it's, um, it's, it's those kind of, it's shopping partners, ladies, if you guys want to, let's go do a spa day, you know? And so it's that kind of, y'all aren't laughing at me much today. Maybe my jokes are bad, I don't know. Um, but the, but that's, that's that kind of affection, Excuse me, friendship. Um, eros is a Greek word for, uh, for a romantic type of love. It's a passionate kind of love. It's between uh, lovers or those who are in love. You should have this in your marriages. You should have this in your marriages. If you don't, let's talk. Um, agape love. Agape love is the highest form of love. It's the love that Jesus has for us. It's, it's the gift of, of love. It's a love that it longs to give what's best. It's unconditional. It's regardless of the cost. It's sacrificing Love, it's selfless, it's seeking the highest good of the other person. This is the kind of love that Jesus has. This is the full expression. This is the, the type of love uh, that God has toward us. And it's his desire for us to love each other the same 
way. Not only is this the love that God has for us, it's the love he expects for us to share with others. It's the kind of love that Paul talks about in Corinthians chapter 13. He says in Corinthians 13, 1 through 8, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of the angels, but didn't love others, I would be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I was in the drum cage earlier with Ted. He got a new cymbal. Right? Christmas came early, I guess. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I told him that. But anyway, so, so he's, he's like, man, you got to check out this cymbal. <laughs> now, now, he does a really great job. But if you let a little kid in there and they just go nuts, like it's like, ah, you know, like you get a nervous twitch, Joe. You know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's annoying when there's just <laughs> There's some bands out there. I don't get it. It's there, you know, but anyway, but it's annoying. It's annoying. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So you could have all the languages of the world. You could, be, you could be gifted with speaking in tongues, but if you don't love, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. He goes on to talk about all these different things. If I have the gift of prophecy, if I understand all of God's secret plans and possess all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love, I would be nothing. He goes on like this for, for a minute talking about this. He says, love never gives up. Love never uh, loses faith. It always hopes, always endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown language and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. It would be great, man, if God blessed you and gave you gifts and abilities and, and you could prophesy and he gave you words of knowledge and wisdom and all these things, but if you didn't love others, there's no point in using it. It's nothing. It's just a bunch of stuff. And the Holy Spirit will enrich you in love, with love, so that you can truly love others. Otherwise, again, we're going to default to ourselves. We're going to take care of just ourselves, and I'm going to take care of me and mine. I'm going to worry about me. But the Holy Spirit allows us and empowers us to focus on others the way that God wants us to. Uh, there's a story many of you may know, but uh, there was a couple of running backs for the Chicago Bears back in the 60s. Gail Sayers, Brian Piccolo. Um, these were amazing, amazing players back in the day. In fact, they made a movie about them called Brian's Song. And these guys, uh, um, Gail Sayers was, uh, was black, Brian was white. In the 60s, they became friends. Again, in the 60s, black man, white man becoming friends. They were roommates. They became brothers. They became more than friends. They, and, and, and in the 60s, this was new. This was different with everything that was going on in the time, in the culture. And they, they became, uh, in fact, they're on uh, record of saying that each of one of them admitted, Gail admitted, listen, I, I've never really known a white man that well. And, and Brian, even the same way, I've never really had that deep of a relationship or known a black man that well. And they, we see them have this amazing relationship with each other. Um, and, and again, they, they filmed this, this movie together to kind of tell their story. Also, the story where Brian Piccolo, he, he gets cancer. In fact, he has to stop um, playing football because of that. And oftentimes, Gil Sayers would be at his bedside and, and be there. And in, and in one season, um, Gil Sayers gets this award for courage in the NFL. And, and he's, uh, he's able to go up and receive this award. Brian couldn't make it because he was at home uh, recovering. And, uh, and in this award, Gail Sayers says, listen, I appreciate this award. It's an honor. But this is the man, Brian Pigle. He's the one that needs this award for courage, for everything that he's going through. It's that kind of love that, that doesn't just say, oh, yeah, I did this. This is my achievement. Uh, we see some NFL players today. They need a little bit of that humility in their lives. Um, but, but 
But he's like, listen, I, I, don't, I don't deserve this. This needs to go to someone. There, there was a deep connect. There was a deep love. There was an agape love between the two of them. The Holy Spirit enriches our hearts with this kind of love for one another. Again, 1 Corinthians, if I could speak in all the language of the earth, if I, if, I, if I could prophesy, if I could do all these great things, but if I didn't have love, if I, if I gave to the poor and, and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I have gained nothing. If you remove love from interpersonal relationships, you remove life. Some people say, yeah, but I'm not really the demonstrative type. But aren't you glad that God demonstrated his love for you and for me through Jesus on the cross? Come on. You can demonstrate some love to people, and the Holy Spirit will empower you to be able to do that in your life. You guys tracking with me this morning? All right, now. Better say amen. I'll preach better. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by his grace that you have been saved. He demonstrated his love through Jesus for us, and we're supposed to do the same thing. Here's a good strategy for loving others well. Accept others for who they are, not for who you want them to be. All right, we're getting somewhere. Love shouldn't uh, break down when other people don't live up to your expectations. Aren't you glad love, God's love doesn't do that? Aren't you glad that God's love doesn't break down for you and I when we don't live up to his expectations? Because that would, that would be a lot, <laughs> a breakdown. Be patient with people's progress. People are, we're all on a journey together. And it's oftentimes easy to say, man, I wish, I wish we could get them along here. I wish they could, you know. In your marriage, it can be frustrating sometimes that way. Listen, guys, let's just admit, women are smarter than us. Let's just, however, however, I will say, men are better drivers, okay? I, I will, I'm going to throw that. I'm not trying to stir the pot here. I'm not trying to go from preaching to meddling, but that's just the truth, right? That's the gospel of Kyle uh, right there. But when, I, I, women are amazing. I, I believe you are smarter than us. Uh, I do believe and just by the way, just so we're clear, what has come out, and if you've seen this come out recently in culture, um, uh, women can minister, okay? Women can preach. Uh, I believe women can lead not just our kids. Uh, I believe they can lead others, and, and, uh, and we, we celebrate that here. We celebrate uh, women, men, everybody, okay? And uh, I know that's coming out. If you've seen that out in, in the news and in culture and on Facebook, it's going around uh, particular evangelical has come out, and, and I'm not going to get into that today. I'm not going to give it any more attention than it's already had, but we celebrate um, women in ministry here because uh, God calls us all. He's the one that calls us. The Holy Spirit empowers us all to do the work that he has called each of us to do, whether you're a man, woman, black, white, rich, or poor, it doesn't matter. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers us. I'm going to drop that, and we're going to keep moving. So be patient with people's progress. That's what I was trying to say. To enjoy people, you need to allow for growth, development, and maturity uh, in their lives. Um, connect with others even when they hurt, right? Oftentimes, we, we tend to shy away from people because we don't know what to do in those moments. We just simply need to love them, and the Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. There's nothing more comforting than having uh, someone else to be present when you hurt, right? Desire what is best for others. Always look at them for the potential of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It's easy to see at the external. It's easy to see, hey, this, 
I'll just use teenagers. It's easy to see some teenagers, this is a bunch of knuckleheads. Just, but, but there is power and potential in your lives and in everyone's lives. And, and it doesn't matter. It's easy to see someone for their past. And wow, they're just always, they're, they're always getting in trouble. They, they just can't seem to make a good decision. But don't, don't always point that out. And don't always pull, pull out of them what is there. Look at them with the eyes of God in their life. Desire what is best. For others, it is not always about what you can get, it's about what you can give. And this is the kind of love that, that Paul had for the Philippians in Philippians 1.8. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. See, we don't have the capacity to love the way that God loves, but the Spirit will help you love. Um, learn to erase all offenses, and I know that's so difficult. Uh, we often talk about forgive and uh, you might forgive, but you may never forget. And we, we've got to learn to do both. We've got to learn to do both. And I know that's a difficult thing. And that, that only uh, is by the power of God and the Holy Spirit uh, being able to love people uh, through that. Um, the person that founded the American Red Cross, Clara Barton, she was asked on one occasion to, to, to speak to a particular person who had offended her recently. They, they said, can, can you speak to that situation, to, to that what happened, what played out between you. Do you still speak to that person? And she kind of played like, man, I don't really know what you're talking about. And they're like, well, well, don't you remember it? And she says, I specifically remember forgetting it. She was able to put, and I know that's easier for some, easier said than done, but, but we've got to learn to do that. And it's by the power of the Holy Spirit that we're able to do that. So the Holy Spirit it energizes you with power. It enriches you with love. And the Holy Spirit enlightens you with a proper perspective. Enlightens you with a proper perspective. The Holy Spirit helps our perspective because his job is to magnify Jesus. Perspective shapes how we see things. In many ways, it influences our actions. It shapes our thinking. It impacts our life. Have you ever found yourself asking, man, where is God in this moment? Maybe you've been through some things in your life and it's like you look back and it's like, man, where was God? Can I, can I just encourage you? He was right there with you the whole time. And I would even ask you in, in, in prayer and in times just seeking the Lord, go back to that moment. It hurts sometimes to go back to that moment. But go back to the moment. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, where, God, where were you? And, and he will reveal to you. He will reveal to you and it's empowering. And it will open doors and, and help you push through that wall in your life. But the Holy Spirit will help keep life in perspective. And bringing the truth of God's word to your mind. So if you have circumstances that you go through, if you're feeling lonely, the Holy Spirit will remind you that God is with you. Hebrews 13, 5, for God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. If you're feeling insecure, the Holy Spirit reminds you that God is your confidence. If you're feeling uncertain, the Holy Spirit reminds you that he is your counselor. Feeling depressed, the Holy Spirit reminds you he is your comforter. If you're not careful, circumstances can skew your perspective and so you start to question, God, where are you? Are you even listening? Are you even there? I'm encouraged by David in the Psalms. He had to remind himself. He had to speak. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. You know, sometimes, I know that's weird. Some people might think that's weird. But sometimes you got to remind yourself of who God is. You got to remind yourself that, that God is good. You got to remind yourself that God is for you, not against you. You got to remind yourself that God has a plan and purpose for your life. And, and so in Psalm 116, 7 through 10, David reminds himself, he says, Be confident, my heart, because the Lord has been good to me. 
Sometimes you, you gotta talk to your sometimes you gotta talk to your soul, and you gotta say, "Wake up, soul! Wake up, heart! Be confident. Remember, the Lord saved me from death. He stopped me from tears. He kept me from defeat. And so I walk in the presence of the Lord in the world of the living. I kept on believing, even when I said, "Now I'm completely crushed." The Holy Spirit that allows you to receive that word and understand that word and to live that word out. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Will you welcome the Holy Spirit in your life? Anyone be willing to welcome the Holy Spirit in your life today? It's done through obedience. I need a helper. Parker, you want to come help me real quick? You're not going to be nervous, are you? You'll help me? No, Parker's good. He's good. He's good. Come on, Parker. I need you to help me. All right. So for right now, I just want you to follow me. Whatever I do, you do. Okay? My buddy, my buddy, wherever I go. You remember that? You probably know. That's old. That's an old toy. Anyway, so just kind of walk. Let's go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go over here. All right, now, now Parker is representing the Holy Spirit, okay? Just so you know, Parker's representing, but, I, but Holy Spirit, don't, don't, I got to go over here. There's some things you probably don't want to get involved with, so I'm going to go, I'm gonna, I'll be right back, okay? Okay, I, I'm, I'm good. You can come back, come on. Come on. All right, now, now I want to flip it for just a minute, all right? So I'm going to be the Holy Spirit now. So I want you to, I want you to follow me, okay? So you got it? You good? So you're going to follow I'm going to be the Holy Spirit now, and you're going to follow me, okay? So whatever I do, you do. All right. Hey, how, how you, I, I see you like, see you seem very upset. Are you, are you okay? Is there anything I could pray with you about? Yeah, come on. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for this person. In Jesus' name, be healed. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be touched. Be set free. In Jesus' name. Come on, come on. I'm the Holy Spirit. Now remember, I'm the Holy Spirit. wallet out. I want you to give. I want you to give this person. They're going through some stuff. They're, going, they're just in need. This is going to bless them. I want you to give. Ready? No. I want you to give. I want you to give. You see what I'm saying? You following along with me this morning? Sorry, I had to take it back. so glad to see you at church today. Man, we're excited here. What's your name? This is your first time here? Man, we're believing God has got something planned for your life, and uh, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. You you see what I'm saying? You follow? Before, we were asking the Holy Spirit, and many people still do that, so we want the Holy Spirit to follow us. We want the Holy Spirit in our lives as we want it. But it's supposed to be the other way around to where the Holy Spirit is leading us. To do the purposes of God in our life. You can go sit down. Good job, bud. Um, we're supposed to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit says give, give. Don't let fear creep in, but do it in love. Let love take over. Let the Holy Spirit empower you to give because that's being obedient. And obedient welcomes in the Holy Spirit in your life. The Holy Spirit's going to ask you to serve. 
You might feel unqualified. You might feel untrained. You might feel like I've never done this before. Sometimes God is going to call you out of comfort. In fact, your whole walk with Christ is a call out of comfort. And he's going to call you out of that. He's going to say, the Holy Spirit's going to prompt you and say, come on, we got to, God wants you to do this. You're going to go to Walmart. You're going to go to Publix. You're going to go to the store somewhere. And God's going to prompt you and say, that person needs a miracle in their life. And you need to pray for them. I want you to go pray. I want you to go share your story. There's a parent in your neighborhood. They're going through this. It's going to seem awkward. It's going to seem weird. But let's go. Let's go and knock on their door right now. They need an encouragement in their life. Are you with me, church? The Holy Spirit is not our assistant to come and assist us with our things. The Holy Spirit is to testify to the goodness of God. Come on, would you stand up with me all across this? I hope you want the empowering of the Holy Spirit. I hope you're ready to do some things for God because this life is not our own. We're here for His purposes and His purposes alone. So the Holy Spirit will do this. Here's the deal. Don't be afraid what the Holy Spirit is going to ask you to do. Don't be nervous. Don't feel like you can't do it. Don't feel like you're not qualified to do it. Because the Holy Spirit's going to empower you. So He's going to do this. He's going to energize you with power. When you feel like you have no strength to be able to do whatever, He's going to energize you with power. He's going to enrich you with love so that everyone around you may be getting under your skin, but you're going to be able to love them anyway. And He's going to enlighten you with the proper perspective to grasp life and to walk in the purposes of God. Do you need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? Baby, you need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Spirit when your grumpy behind wakes up in the morning. You need the Holy Spirit to lead your family. You need the Holy Spirit, young people, to go to school. You need the Holy Spirit to do your job. You need, we need the Holy Spirit in this church. You get to heaven through Jesus, but on earth we need the Holy Spirit. Come on, can we lift our hands? Can you welcome the Holy Spirit in your life today? Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.